0: Welcome to DBP, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie
1: and I'm Sarah. Each episode we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch.
0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mile High Germ Club. This is your DBP host, Jamie. Joined by (laughs) DBP host Sarah.
1: Oh my god, we're gonna take take good care of you. I could see you as a flight attendant. Oh, no. I feel like you'd be good at it, but then you'd get really pissed at people. I
0: would get too pissed. I would not be able to hide my anger. Nope. Nope, nope. Takes special And then you'd like
1: accidentally spill their drink on them. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I've actually seen that happen. By accident? Not to me. It was definitely
0: by accident.
1: Okay. But anyway. Yeah. So today we're talking about germs on airplanes. Germs, Water things that you should and should not do on airplanes it's as important to know guys i mean
0: sarah and i have been traveling quite a bit yeah the past few weeks and it's you know work play all of the above and it's really alarming <laughs> like i can't remember i heard about this article that was recently released about like why you shouldn't drink water on the airplanes and i was like but if it comes from the bottle or from a can like isn't that okay like yes that is okay but there's a lot of shit that's not okay. Oh, and yeah. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. So we're drinking a 2018 Cloudline Pinot Noir. And Sarah's going to pop this open. This comes from the Willamette Valley.
1: Get it, guys? Cloudline? Because you see the clouds
0: in the airplane. I find flying in planes actually quite peaceful.
1: I like flying, except I really, really have issues with turbulence and landing. Uh-huh. Because I get sick. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Very sick. nauseous, sweaty, need a vomit bag.
0: Note to self do not fly next to Sarah. Oh, wait, I already did. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I've only actually like grown up a couple times, but most of the time it's oh. just like I feel extremely awful. You poor girl.
0: I feel bad for people who have that. Thankfully, knock on wood, that doesn't happen to me, but
1: it, it, so, it happens to me anytime we have a slight turbulence. It just, especially with the landing. That's oh. like the worst for me. Yeah. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> poor girl. I just, I can't even think about it because I start feeling sick. Okay,
0: don't feel sick. Okay. Okay, we're going to be drinking wine. And I'm going to bet that this is a good wine because it apparently comes from, very nice, it comes from the Druhan family, which is very well known in France for making good wine. And it's from Burgundy, so they make Pinot Noir there. But... Pinot Noir, yeah, in case we were confused, that is Oregon Pinot. The
1: cork just says Oregon Pinot Noir. That's all it says. (laughs) Thank you for confirming.
0: Uh Yeah, so this family makes Pinot Noir in Burgundy. They also have a space in Oregon because the Druin family decided that they kind of like the soils and the temperatures. And, you know, at some point they
1: wanted to try something new. Cheers. 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 It smells really good. Okay, it smells like a Pinot should. I'm getting the cherry. I haven't tasted it yet. I'm getting the cherry. Yeah, definitely. And
0: you get the spice. You get the earthiness. This is good. Yeah. I am not surprised because it's from the Druhan family. Yeah. But so this is a this is nineteen dollars and what's the what's the A B V? Fourteen percent.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: So yeah, so um the Druhan family decided that they wanted to open a place a winery and just kind of test some things out in Oregon and so they did and I went there and it was amazing was it yes and of course I came home with a bottle I want to come home with a few bottles but I you know I mean we want to come home with cases well you know yeah I had a split a case with my travel buddies Yeah, but this is Pinot Noir, Willamette Valley. So that is in Oregon. And for those who are unfamiliar with it, I just want to describe a little bit of where that is. So when you fly into Portland, you see the Columbia River and you see the Willamette River. And so the Willamette River goes south, sort of not like down the coast of the ocean, But inland, it goes downward and goes through all of these different areas. So the Willamette Valley is an area that is probably 45 minutes to an hour south of Portland. Yeah. And then it continues further south. But then you come into, I'm trying to remember the other AVA. Regardless, it's a very nice area. I thought that Oregon winemaking is particularly interesting because we've talked, Sarah, before about... So many different things that winemakers can do, like sustainability and, you know, really kind of looking out for their employees and all of these different mm-hmm. things. We even talked a little bit about biodynamics, and I think that that is something that is very prominent in the Oregon winemaking community, mostly the sustainability piece. There are specific laws that exist in Oregon because it needs to be salmon safe, and oh. so all wineries... From my understanding, all wineries have to go through extra certifications to prove that they will not uh, disturb or introduce any toxins into the environment that would harm the salmon that are in the actual Willamette River, because this is the valley that we're talking about, right?
1: That's that's so cool. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, so it was pretty sweet. You know, did you think it was
1: beautiful? It was. It's it was so stunning. Pretty,
0: right. We went. I mean, this was end of October. And granted, all the grapes were gone off of the vines. However, the colors were stunning. There were still the leaves left on the vines. And so you just saw these like cascading colors of oranges and yellows. So fucking gorgeous. And the trees outside of the vineyards. It's just, it was breathtaking, to be honest. I Isn't was it like super
1: being happy. in Napa, but with pine trees? Basically, yeah.
0: I would and not as many people. I would actually, yeah, definitely not as many people. But I would argue that it's way more hilly than I expected.
1: Yeah, it, it <laughs> is. It's so when I went, I actually went to Mount Rainier as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, which was unbelievable. But it's, I mean, it's pretty mountainous over there. I don't
0: know why I didn't think about it. But the end of the Cascade Mountains come down towards the northern side of Oregon, which go up into Washington, and that's where... On the right side of the Cascade Mountains is where you get a lot of, like, Walla Walla Valley or Walla Walla AVA, and that's where you get, like, really amazing wines because it's like a desert there because of the yeah. rain shadow. Yeah. Much greater appreciation for the landscape that's out there. I never really imagined Oregon to look like that, and I was supposed to take this trip back in the beginning of May, and then with the broken arm, I couldn't do it, so I actually think that this was a better time to go. To be honest,
1: yeah, fall is a great time to go there.
0: It's fantastic, and you know they're it's it's they're done with the harvest. They're kind of in the process of doing all the fermentations and stuff, and so they really like to talk about what just transpired, and it's very exciting for them because you know they're they're just getting ready with this new vintage, and it's it's really really cool. Whereas you know when you go, if you we were to go in early early spring. There might be some buds that are out there. I don't think early, like the first week in May is really meant to be like the flowering season. So it's, I think it still can look a little dormant, to yeah, be honest.
1: It probably can.
0: So anyway, so that's my little spiel about Willamette. Damn it. It's
1: the way to remember it. It's super great. Yeah, and we've talked about this before, but they primarily are known for their pinots. Yes. Pinots um, for the red.
0: And whites are actually Chardonnays too, just like it's Burgundy. Just like Burgundy. And I'm going to tell you, Sarah,
1: I like their shards. Oh, I had some pretty good ones. They must have been unoaked.
0: Oh, yeah. They do the, Burgund- the Burgundian style.
1: Yep. They have some other whites there too. Riesling. Um, mm hmm. Viognier. Yeah, it's a great place to go. I mean, I think you should like Pinot, but at the same time, <laughs> I think. Sarah's demanding
0: that every person that drinks wine should like Pinot.
1: I think well, I do think everyone who drinks wine should like Pinot, but <laughs> I it's not California Pinot. No. It's much more French style. And so <clears> yeah, so this is lighter than Oregon Pinot is a little lighter. Uh, it actually, can be a little heavier too. It can be, but I actually had a California Pinot while I was out in California this past week. Not in Napa people, I wish. It wasn't bad, but it was Not what I'm expecting for Pinot. It was very deep. There's just like too much going on. Yeah. You know, you're like, this is too heavy and bold
0: for Pinot. You have to think about the climate and where things are. Oregon is on top of California. Oregon is a cooler climate. Pinot Noir does much better in cooler climates. But here's the kicker is that it can't be too cool because... The grapes have such thin skins. They're very finicky. It's, they're very finicky. And it, with the thin skins, they're more susceptible to the cold and to frost and things like that. And so it, this is a, it is a very special grape, I think. And you can do only so much. And what I found in sort of Oregon and perhaps like the French way, because I started reading a new book and reading a little bit about um, Domaine Romanicante, Oh. Or Conti, um, out in France, yeah, nice. mm-hmm. in Bordeaux. Look up Domaine Romane Conti. Or Conti, why do I keep saying that? And, or DRC in French. And this guy is incredible. And he's just basically like, I want to do as little as I need to. because And charge thousands be, of dollars for well, of wine. Well, it's meant to be an amazing wine. <laughs> I mean, a very expensive wine. I think they said that the, I can't remember what vintage, but one bottle like a new vintage, is like over three grand.
1: I mean, I'm sure it's amazing, but I can't fathom fathom drinking Like that. if I had
0: a glass of that, I'd take a sip and I'd be like, there's $100. I know. There's another 100 That's what I'm saying. Oh my goodness, that was $200.
1: Right, exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying.
0: Like, do you enjoy it? I'd say that if you didn't buy it, you'd probably enjoy it more.
1: Well, I mean, who's going to buy us some DRC? there, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, please I send mean, us a bottle. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I don't think he is, but... He probably is not. So the other thing that's interesting, and we've talked about this before, is that Willamette Valley lines up in latitude with burgundy. S- s- not totally. S- no, I know, not totally. It's like off, what? A couple
0: degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And a couple degrees can make a difference, sure. but one of the reasons why it's so appealing for Pinot Noir and for French growers is um, the soil. Mm-hmm. So even though the latitude is slightly different, the soil, I believe, is the same type of soil that they find in Burgundy where Pinot does extremely well. So I think that's why it, it does... It's like the perfect storm. Yeah, yeah, Exactly.
1: They have that soil from the glacier that used to be there mm. mm-hmm. uh, it's like glacial lacustrine deposits and silt because there used to be like an ice glacier there and that's where the soil kind of originated from.
0: so really quick a couple things about this particular wine it says Cloudline is an elegant and approachable oregon pinot and is known for its high quality and superb value its fruit-forward, silky texture and delicious layers of complexity make it very enjoyable upon release. So I'm guessing this is silky. not one that you're gonna tuck away in the cellar. This is one that you're gonna drink right now. And it was only 19 bucks at a local wine shop. So it's not like a make like a break the bank Pinot where
1: well, a lot of Pinots from Oregon are pretty expensive.
0: Yeah, like I went to a place where the lowest bottle was 80 bucks.
1: It's a little much, but only after a few glasses
0: of wine yeah. can I justify it. <laughs>
1: true story. <laughs> I don't know how many glasses of wine is going to take you to Justify DRC. But oh,
0: my God. No, I would need to be unconscious. Yeah. And, like, you just need to, like, scribble my hand on a check or something.
1: Um, I think this tastes, though, very fresh. I like the freshness of it. I know that, you know, Pinot actually usually does very well with aging. But, like you said, it sounds like this one is made oh. to drink now. This one, it has a lot of great
0: earthy notes and characteristics. Mm-hmm. Well, it is like fruit forward and has that cherry. I pick up on that. But I also think that it has a significant amount of earthiness.
1: Exactly. This is why I love Pinot. <laughs> this is why everybody should love Pinot. This is why everyone should love Pinot. Because you get the fruit, but you get the earth. If, you, if Pinot's done right, that's how it should be.
0: This also has a good amount of tannin. I mean, you don't want too much tannin on a Pinot. No. It's one of those wines where it's a fine line. And you just got to do it right. And damn it, it. I think they do it right. I think they do it right. So, Sarah, I don't know <laughs> this.
1: Don't talk about germs. I don't really want oh, to talk okay. about germs because I'm like super fucking paranoid about this now. Oh, I mean, I, I'm i already like, I mean, ask Adam about my OCD well, cleanliness. He,
0: got, he was like irritated when I was over one time and you pulled out the Clorox wipes to like wipe down a table. And he's like, can you believe her? And I was like what that's normal yeah yeah <laughs> like he didn't understand that that is something that i also
1: do yeah he is way better now oh that's good. about things but i did compromise and get more of a natural type of cleaner because i do yeah. agree that like the chemicals i still have my lysol for when i need it yeah but i do agree that you don't need to use it every day you don't need all those chemicals so i got like a plant-based organic i think i do too organic, like it smells like basil and lemon okay nice mm-hmm. But I need to spray everything down every night. My kitchen is sprayed down. I am a l- OCD. little OCD. It's it's actually I think a problem. But
0: I'm not going to go that far and say that about you. I I there is someone that I work with who she is she's a germaphobe.
1: I mean, and I don't fault her for it. For me, it's not just the germs. I can't be comfortable okay and this is just my house okay well if i walk into something that's like pretty offensive, absurd i'm gonna have that's issues. pretty offensive yeah In hotels like that's my oh. other thing mm-hmm. like a hotel needs to be clean i can't i can't deal with it if it's not but like in my <laughs> own house <laughs> in my own house like i'm not comfortable if for example there's things out of place or like i see like crumbs on the floor like i can't just be like oh i'll vacuum that later no Mm-hmm. like it has to happen now then then the problem is is once i get started then you can't stop it's just like it's like a pringles. and then the problem is is if i put my glasses on and i see <laughs> like <laughs> dust and i'm like oh my god i have to dust that and then i end up cleaning for two hours and i'm like how did this happen you're like oh there goes my day um it's a problem really funny i'm sorry
0: we can talk about planes in a second but when we when i was in oregon we were staying at this hotel i'm not gonna say which one God. And when you walked in like it looked fine. It was not super nice. It was like a place to stay that wasn't going to like cost an arm and a leg.
1: Right. <clears throat> was this the Airbnb?
0: No. Okay. No, the Airbnb was great. Uh this is like a hotel. Okay. Uh in Portland for the first night. And on the su- like my brother holds up something and he's like is this for real? And I swear to god initially and it was on this, uh, like the um, the door hanger that says "tidy up." Yeah. Okay. Just wait for it. I thought initially that it was like a bug trap, and I was like, "Fuck! Like that's gross." It was not a bug trap. It was two condoms.
1: Oh <laughs> my god! And Used? I just.
0: No, no, no. Oh, thank no, God! But like for you to use. Oh. And that's why I thought it was so fucking funny, because it was literally the words tidy up were directly above where it was sitting, like on the nightstand. And I was like,
1: where are we? It's like, it's like going to stay at a Sybaris. Yeah, I, yeah, I would imagine. I don't know. I mean, I can't, I can't oh my imagine God, it was, going to a place like that.
0: It was so fucking funny. I'm sorry. But when you said hotels and cleaning
1: and tidying up, I was just like, oh, <gasps> okay, so let's get to the planes. Oh. So, most of us travel via plane these days. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm somebody who travels a lot via plane. What are things that we should be thinking about? I mean, I think we all know that, like, the bathroom's not that great. Like, do you mean what should we th- be thinking
0: about besides like arriving on time and yeah, like what concourse or what how or luggage is can be? The plane. Yeah. I will admit that I have heard of some of these things. And, like, where would you think the dirtiest places? Answer me that.
1: I mean, I think that everyone thinks the bathroom. First thing. I Uh think people are going to think the bathroom.
0: I would, too. Especially the little lock thing. Like, to lock the door, you
1: know? Oh, I never thought about that.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Because think about how many people... This is why
1: I hand sanitize, like, consistently. Okay. Well,
0: then, Sarah, you are already ahead of the curve. Yeah. So... With respect to the germiest places, that's so gross. I'm going to give you a point of reference from this. There was an article in Huffington Post, but the study was conducted by somebody else. And I, it was conducted in 2015. So for reference point, the bathroom, right? You said you thought that that was – you You would expect that that would be a nasty-ass place, okay? So the lavatory flush button had 265, 265. Colony forming units per square inch. Okay, I just am gonna say that for points of reference. That's a lot. It is a lot.
1: There's a lot of bugs.
0: Now we were talking before about the overhead vents. Yeah. That you should always have them on, and I always have mine on just because I get too hot and it goes back and forth and all that stuff. Um, that has 285, so 20 more.
1: They just don't. They don't clean the planes.
0: Okay, no, they don't. But wait. Just wait. The germiest place on a plane is, in fact, your tray table.
1: Oh, I would believe that. Can I wipe mine down? Well, I don't.
0: And there was – I was actually on a plane this past week, and there was a woman behind us who, like, took out uh, Lysol wipes or Clorox wipes and, like, wiped everything down. And then this one girl was, like, apologizing. She's like, I'm so sorry. I do this all the time. I just – it makes me feel better. And the woman next to her said, oh, no, it's okay. I do it, too. And then I was like, oh, shit, I'm not doing that. I'll survive. So that same study said that for tray tables on the back of your seat, it tested the highest for bacteria with 2,155 colony-forming units per square inch.
1: On the back of your seat? Yes. Yeah. Now,
0: I don't know if that's the top of the – like, when you put the tray table down, if that's, like, the flat part, the flat surface that you rest up on – or, and I have heard this before, it's the little toggle to open it, like the latch. I mean, wipe
1: all that shit down. How about the I people mean, I who agree. sleep on the tray table and don't clean it? That's all kinds of gross. Okay. So we know what the three germiest places are. On the plane. On the plane.
0: There are other germy places in airports.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Like the water fountain buttons. Who's drinking from a water fountain? No, no,
0: no, no. I think it might be the uh, water fountain button. Like, oh no, that's hands free to fill your water bottle. Yeah, that's you're right. Hands
1: free. Who's drinking from a water fountain? I in did the just airport? do it. I mean, I got to be desperate. Not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> you're like I was. Okay. Okay. Now I have 18 things you should never do on an airplane. Oh my god! Tell me because I'm gonna see how many I violate. I might skip some of these. Which, okay, maybe not. I don't know. I'm actually look. curious. I want to know my count. Okay. The fir- so what would you think? I mean, I think everybody thinks like... Don't take your fucking shoes off. Well, I think people also think like... Besides the germy thing, like when you're like, what shouldn't you do on an airplane? And people always think like, don't go number two. You know? or like I've never been able to do that. Don't have sex. Or like, everyone goes to the Mile High Club. The Mile High, High Club. Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay is not what i'm talking about here guys okay all right this was reader's digest <laughs> number one is don't walk around barefoot i have seen it i've never seen that so when i read that i thought who the hell is walking around barefoot barefoot okay shoes I have seen off. it, and i have seen it and i have
0: seen it in adults and children no joke. No Children joke. Children is a little
1: more understandable because maybe some of them But just, Isn't
0: that even more disgusting because they put everything in their fucking
1: mouths. They touch their feet and put their hands right, in their mouth. Right, but mouths. they're kids, so maybe they pulled their socks off and they're being like naughty and the parents I know just I'm just thinking about it doesn't matter why you did it. It just matters that you have all that
0: gross shit on you. I your don't feet. disagree. Anyway.
1: Okay. But if you have a screaming kid on a plane, I can imagine that you're trying to just <clears throat> make them not scream. Just dealing with it. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, I'm not even getting into that because that's just dumb. Okay, that's fair. Skip the ice in your drink. What? Yes. Now, you were going to talk about this, but the water in planes, not so great.
0: Not so great, people.
1: So, there was an EPA study in 2004 that found that out of 327 aircraft water supplies, only 15% passed health standards. Wait, what year was this? 2004. So, then they created in 2009 the EPA's aircraft drinking rule act so and what does that tell us so basically that purpose is to ensure safe and reliable drinking water is provided to aircraft passengers and crew um but does and, that mean does that mean that they have to provide water from water
0: bottles if they are no
1: that doesn't mean that okay it means that they have to have a water service panel, um, that they have to have a water storage tank and that all of mm. the pipe, piping and plumbing and all of that have to be, um, covered under this, this act. So they have to maintain certain, like, operation maintenance. Yeah. For it. Um, so they have to have, like, sample collection, um, I guess like routine disinfection and flushing. I hope so. Yes. (laughs) Anyway. Well, but you
0: know, like in the bathrooms, they always say, don't drink the bathroom, don't drink the water in the sink because it's not potable.
1: Sometimes I'm like, you know what? If you're going to do that, then like. You deserve it. You deserve whatever's happening. I mean, like, (laughs) honestly. So. I mean.
0: That's It's a fair point. But you know how many people like go like maybe at home they like wash their face or something and then they go and they like – you just don't know
1: because people get into their habits. Okay. Continue. But okay. Still, there's issues <laughs> because water tanks and airplanes are old and the tank – they might be doing everything for the water but the tanks still have bacteria. No, thank you. So if you have the choice, always drink bottled water. The ice that you're getting is from the same water. Would you like to add anything about the water situation?
0: Yeah, sure. Okay, so there was a study in 2019, uh, that's this year. Mm -hmm. So it was the airline water study conducted by dietdetective.com and the Hunter College
1: Dietdetective.com
0: I know, it sounds really fucking like sketchy. However, (laughs) um, and the Hunter College New York City Food Policy Center. That sounds a little more legit. Okay. Okay. Um, This, I think, I can't remember where I found it. But anyway, there's a whole study. So they investigated 11 major airlines and 12 regional airlines. Now, I will mention the major airlines just because they're major airlines. So the ones who are part of this were Alaska, Allegiant, American, Hawaiian, Frontier, Delta, Spirit, JetBlue, United, and Southwest. Uh, Okay,
1: who was the best and who was the worst?
0: Yes, so that was in no particular order. Can I guess
1: who was the worst? Who? Spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this was on a scale of zero. Shocking, everybody. It was on a scale of zero to five. Don't do uh, don't sue us for slander. No. Um, so Spirit Airlines got a one. And it was on a scale of zero to five. And it wasn't just water that was, you know, part of the criteria for evaluating this. There were other many other things that were part of it, um, including fleet size, which I don't know why that would weigh in, but whatever. The presence of... E. coli the amount of times they've violated the federal government's aircraft drinking water rule as Sarah just mentioned but it says that that was implemented in 2011 so maybe it was written in 2009 but not implemented for like across the board for a couple years anyway so spirit was one zero being the worst five being the best the two top major airlines were Alaska and Allegiant. They were tied for 3.3. And they say that if anybody, whoever scores three or higher on this rating is good. You can drink. You should feel comfortable drinking from them. Um, I was very sad to see like Southwest is 2.4. Frontier beat them. What?
1: Why is it? Oh, Delta. I see it. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's pretty fucking low. As far as regional airlines go, this Piedmont Airlines, which I'm not oh, really familiar is. with, they got a 4.33. That's fucking amazing. I don't really understand it or know who they where they fly, but damn.
1: Maybe they should come to Milwaukee. And then the
0: worst, oh, this is even worse. The worst for regional airlines was Republic Airways, oh, which they operate United Express, Delta Connection, and American Eagle, which I know I've flown the latter. They got a score of point four four now this is just for water right no because they're saying that if they got a score three or higher that you should feel okay drinking the water but this as i said before like the scores they're based on 10 different criteria which include fleet size which i think is such an arbitrary thing to toss into this like why do i care if you have five planes or 500 do i need to be worried about anything else besides water with these scores i mean i would yes oh Because one of the factors is E. coli. And that is a significant thing because E. coli can um, be present in a lot of – on a lot of sources and including, as you said before, like the water that goes through, it gets stuck in the tank, right? Yeah. So E. coli can be incubating in the tank. And if it comes out while you're washing your hands – And then let's say you touch your face or you put your finger in your mouth or you do any – Sarah's face is just so priceless right now. It's so disgusting when you think
1: about it. When you pause.
0: So So you
1: shouldn't wash your hands. You should use hand sanitizer.
0: You should use hand sanitizer. That's why I said before, like, you are already a step ahead of the curve. I mean, I'm like, Jesus, I need to go, like, buy stock in the hand wipe shit. I don't really like hand sanitizer, to be honest, because... It dries you out. Yeah, it dries you out, or and then you also inevitably put on too much, so then it's like you're sapping, and you're just like, I have alcohol dripping from my fingers, and I can't touch anything for, like, a good minute. Anyway, but yes, you are doing the right thing, Sarah. Good job.
1: Cla- cheers to you. Thank you. We covered that. <laughs> so what else is on here? <laughs> Moving on. Don't sit in your seat the entire flight. Well, that's because you can have a high risk of clotting. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. I thought we were selling the germ thing because I was like, seats are also real germy. No. Try and move around and move your legs at least once an hour. Okay. Don't wear contact lenses.
0: What? Why?
1: Because the cabin is very dry and can cause irritation for your eyes. And then falling asleep in your contacts can also be irritating. That makes sense. Okay, this one I did not know about, and you were already head of the curve with this. Uh-oh. Don't turn off the air vent over your oh, seat. Yeah. No, I always have mine it on. It makes me cold. I don't like it. I don't like the way it makes me feel.
0: Okay? <laughs> well, I would prefer... See, this is me. I would prefer to be cold because I can always throw more things on. A jacket, or sweatshirt, a scarf. So,
1: apparently, the air over the seat should be set to medium or high because that keeps away the airborne germs because they're blown away before they enter your personal zone normally on planes it's not germs that i'm worried about
0: invading my personal zone but it's the other other fucking passengers I i had a woman snoring and breathing on me on tuesday night not to mention that she shoved her foot underneath my the seat in front of me so over like by my backpack so her fucking foot was on my backpack. And then when she pulled her foot back in, she then like put her knee like
1: into me. I was like, What's, what? Are-? How about this? I got a story for you. So okay. I was flying and I fell asleep. Yeah. And you know what I woke up to?
0: Oh my God, what?
1: <laughs> so gross. Oh my God. The worst fart smell <laughs> ever. <laughs> God, and wait. you're like, who is it? Who is it? Why didn't you go to the bathroom? And then this Because you're afraid of germs. This repeatedly <laughs> happens the whole flight. It was awful. Like, I felt like I needed a mask. Can I... Wait. I'm going to do you I one. Maybe like, not better, oh my God. but I'm going
0: to do you one similar. So, Lindsay and I, my sister, for those who did not already listen to that podcast, we were flying back from Rhode Island uh, last winter, and... We had, you know, we, Southwest, so we got like window and middle seat and all of a sudden this old woman sits down next to Lindsay and it was like the moment she sat down, whatever was inside of her pants, just like, (laughs) just like the scent exploded. I'm pretty sure she wore a diaper, which I'm sorry if you have to wear a diaper, but here's the, here's the thing. She just smelled like pee the whole fucking time. Oh, my God. And it was like, I mean, Lindsay and I were sitting there with like our scarves like over our faces and we were just dying laughing the whole time. We were like, oh, my God. We just avert your eyes because we can't let on the fact that we know that she very clearly has soiled her pants. Oh, my God. Needs to go change them, but can't. Anyway. Okay. Sorry. Oh, that is awful. I know. I mean, I feel my heart breaks, but I'm also like, go change your pants. And then I'm also, I can't stop laughing.
1: I feel like... What I went through is a little less acceptable because whoever was doing that is obviously capable of getting up to get up and taking a shit and like do whatever you need to do instead of like insulting others repeatedly and no one knows who it is. Yeah. No. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Anyway, I mean, I had my thoughts, but <laughs> <laughs> and you offender. are in a
0: confined space for a right. number of hours. Yeah.
1: It woke me up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How did you?
0: How do you prefer to be woken
1: up? By fart. <laughs> you mean, like, not the sound, the smell. Oh my All god! Right. Okay. Silent but deadly. Oh That's how god. it goes, right? Okay. Don't eat food after it's fallen on the tray table. So this goes back to what you were talking about. Yeah. The tray table doesn't get sterilized between flights. Um, so unless you've wiped it down yourself with your own disinfectant, then don't do that. Uh, it's notorious. People like change their babies on top of tray tables like put their bare feet on there um what all this nasty stuff okay
0: i just saw another thing where a dude was like i it had to be like an american airlines flight or something because don't they have touchscreen videos or something
1: this dude was using
0: his fucking toes
1: what yes i just
0: yes not acceptable yeah i mean no it's not acceptable but yes it happened it's so you're not a fucking animal. Like this is not your fucking house. You paid for a ticket. I don't do
1: that in my house. No, I <laughs> I'm just saying like no, I know what you're if saying. you're gonna do
0: shit like that, do it behind your own closed door. Like not in public where there's other people who then have to deal with your bullshit nonsense.
1: Alright. What else? Don't use the blankets. Because I've they never. don't get cleaned between fights. Yeah, that sounds They're right. They're recycled. And they don't get properly washed until the day is over. Okay, my question to that is what about your, like, 9-hour, 10-hour overseas flights?
0: Don't they come in packages? They do.
1: Yeah, so I would say that those are fine. But, like, um,
0: domestic flights, I don't know that I've ever seen a package. I just see them up in one of the front bins. Oh. That's where the stewardesses or flight attendants yeah. get it from.
1: People wrap their feet in them. <clears throat> What's up with feet? Can people just keep your feet just keep your feet? You know, to I hate feet. <laughs> I hate keep your hate feets feet to yourself. All right. Opt out of coffee or tea, and this is for the same reasons. For the water for situation. The water. Um, even though it's boiled usually, you still want to be careful. Um you can try and get bottled obviously a lot of times they offer bottled water and that's okay. Um the other thing about that is that caffeine can slightly dehydrate you and you're already dehydrated. Yeah. Stay hydrated. This one says don't booze too much. I'm skipping that. <laughs> Obviously, that's sick. Keep hydrated. Well, there's other things too. There are other things to consider with boozing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like what? Like, um. So they say that there are. Oh my gosh. Well,
1: don't use the. Don't get ice in your drink.
0: Oh fuck no. I I swear to God, I did not. I did not know that. Okay, so it says to. Um, skip fizzy drinks because it shows that carbonated beverages will hit your system more quickly and consequently make you feel drunk faster. Now, I understand that some people drink on planes for that reason, with that goal, but that is one thing that is problematic. The other thing is something that you've mentioned before about how that bubbling factor can make you feel even more bloated and gassy Especially Your intestines
1: during... expand 25%. <laughs> That's disgusting. On a plane. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> there's a thing. There's a special term for it. What is it called?
0: Here's the line. So, some people report feeling more bloated and gassy at high altitudes after drinking bubbly rum and coke. Um, such as during steep ascents, during hikes, or in some cases while flying on an airplane. Oh, I... Steep ascents while you're hiking outdoors, being physically active. Okay, cool. Whatever. Or flying an airplane. This experience is known as high altitude flatus expulsion <laughs> or colloquially jet bloat. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh my God. Some people recommend digestive aids. The simplest way to combat that bloated feeling is for your diet. It says okay. avoid carbonated drinks like soda and beer beforehand. Okay. And then it also says, when in doubt, drink a Bloody Mary. What do Th- that's that? That's going to as... bloat you. The sodium. I don't know. Hello. It has to do with when you're at high elevations, like your palate changes, and so that is like a whole situation too about like drinking wine and everything. So things will taste differently on the ground versus forty thousand feet in the air,
1: hmm. which I never thought of, and so that is very pertinent to wine drinking. So, okay. interesting. Cheers. Anyway. Don't touch the flush button in the bathroom. So this is kind of what we've been talking about. But you should, why? How? How do you not touch it? You use the towel to turn off the water um, and open the door because it's very germy. Okay, guess what else is germy that we have not talked about yet? Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. The bins? The windows. Don't fall asleep <clears throat> against the window unless you've wiped it off because... There's so many people who've had their head pressed up against that wall. You don't know if they've sneezed, coughed, licked it. But I just, just wish you know. all could
0: see Sarah's face. I'm just watching her
1: and she's reading all of this.
0: And it I is... I actually
1: think I'm getting, like, nauseous. It's horrifying.
0: It. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. So, basically, you are in a Petri dish the moment you yeah. walk onto mm-hmm. a plane. Right? Yeah. So... Let's talk about – okay, so you said that you use a lot of hand sanitizer. I, admittedly, I don't do that. Now, if I'm sleeping on an airplane, I tend to – I mean, I definitely go for that window seat. But I usually, like, prop my head up with something, like a jacket I'm an or a scarf or girl. something.
1: I can't sleep. I need I – need, I, I feel claustrophobic, and I feel like I can't get out. No, I, yeah. I need an exit plan.
0: Uh, that's fair.
1: And I also don't like asking people because I have to – Pee a lot. I don't like asking people if I can go to the bathroom. I just want to be able to be free at will.
0: <laughs> so like Well now you know to bring your own hand sanitizer or wipes to, when you go Yeah to the bathroom. Because yeah. you can't you But can I also use don't want to ask two
1: people to get up. No, I know. I get that. Oh, here's another one. Don't wear shorts. What? Because your skin is gonna touch that germy seat.
0: Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs>
1: wait 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 how about the
0: people who like wear like booty shorts and like sports bras Mm -hmm. because it's happened you know oh there was a girl i
1: saw on the flight the other day who i thought she was literally wearing a nightgown but it it was a dress it barely covered her butt and she was not a model not that like (laughs) not that like they are the only people who can dress like oh that, but like no one was paying her to dress like that. That means that her underwear was sitting on that seat. It looked like a night. It literally looked like a night shirt. I was like, oh, so and it many was things. Not so many warm. things wrong with the situation. So, There's so much wrong with it. Yeah. So don't wear shorts. Okay, middle seats suck. We know that. I guess more than half of Americans would rather go to the dentist than get stuck between. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> two people in the middle seat yep in there so yeah i guess that
0: sucks oh my god okay so this is your psa db peeps make sure that before you go on the plane that you stock up on your handy wipes (laughs) don't drink the water don't drink the water well
1: sometimes they a lot of times now they're serving bottled water but I guess like... Or they
0: pour it from a bottle yeah, into the Yeah, which cup, is fine. Which is fine, but I didn't know about the ice
1: situation. So be careful with your the hidden sources, the ice, the coffee, the tea. Yes. I knew about the coffee, but
0: that was because I thought that they didn't clean like the actual equipment. But it turns out it's not that is the problem necessarily, but the water sources, the tanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, my mind is like blown and it's... I mean, I'm going to be flying again in... in A week, so I'm a little nervous about this situation, but I feel like I'm going to be more prepared for this round of flights.
1: You're more prepared. You're going to be the cleanest you've ever been. Oh, my gosh. People are going to be like, what is wrong with that chair? I'm going to have to wear, like, an Eskimo suit to turn that stupid blower thing on. (laughs) I thought you were going to say, like, a hazmat suit, (laughs) like, the moment you walk on the plane. That might work, too.
0: (laughs) You're like, stop touching me.
1: Don't touch me.
0: Okay, so let's get back to our wine really yeah. fast. Mm-hmm. I think that we like this Pinot. It is a very reasonably
1: priced Pinot as well. What are you getting? I'm getting the cherry, like I said before. It's a little tangy in a good way. Like I said, I think it's fresh. The tannins are almost like when you have, like, dark
0: chocolate. A little Like, milk chocolate is very creamy. Dark yeah. chocolate just kind of, like, dries things up a little bit. But it's not – it's still – relatively smooth but the tannins are just i feel like they are accentuated by and um very well complement like the spices that are here yeah so earth floor i mean this is like a notable characteristic of Mm -hmm. burgundy pinots as well you definitely
1: get like a little bit of earthiness but it's not overwhelming i think it complements the fruit nicely
0: yeah i think there's on the nose there's cherry but also like a little bit little bit of blueberry not quite as deep
1: but no, it's not deep
0: it's like when they're super fresh and maybe slightly underripe smelling but as far as the the flavors the, I think they're just really they're just really really good you have the cherry you have a little bit of that wood that oakiness that maybe a little bit of piney notes or even like I'm going to go super nerdy for a minute and it could be the amount of wine that i've drunk but you know like crushed leaves and stuff like if you're like walking and it's like crunchy like you just as you walk through this you mm. feel like you're like drinking mm-hmm. like fall a little bit and it's like very peacefully walking through the forest and that I think is this would be
1: a really good thanksgiving wine as we kind of get close to that
0: definitely pinot yeah. is a fantastic wine for, for thanksgiving it's light it should go with you know lighter meats even fish you could do pinots with fish it's affordable it can be affordable.
1: Well, this I'm talking about this. One. I'll say this, this one affordable. is certainly affordable. Yeah,
0: because yeah. domain druhan, the one that I got, I think was like forty,
1: which is I think you're more your average Oregon. Yeah, you know, yeah. So,
0: all right. Well, all right. Cloudline took us to a very high peak in talking about germs. I'm trying to like pull in like so many weird random things to talk about airplanes, and I'm just—it's so disgusting.
1: It's really gross. I feel bad for the flight attendants. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> anyway, guys, be clean.
0: <laughs> don't treat an airplane like it's your house. Or maybe you should, because then you'll clean more. I don't know. It depends on who you are. It does depend on who you are. But Just be very please careful. Keep your
1: feet in, on the fucking floor. Yes. And yeah. in your shoes. At least your socks, for God's sakes. Yeah. Don't put your feet on other places of the plane. Except the ground, for God's sakes. And if you need if you need
0: a little reminder for that, do like a YouTube search. There was a little boy who was on a flight and the person oh, Do you this. see this? Yeah. The person behind him put his his bare feet tucked in to the side of the plane and they were in like into this little kid's seat and he was like, What? And he was like, damn. And you get like really grossed out and shit. Yeah. It's really funny. It's really funny. It's a good reminder that we should not do that on planes. So this is is a good one.
1: Yeah, it is. Scary topic. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Safe and clean flying.
0: (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpchairs.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at DBP Cheers or on the
1: Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you, so send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to DBPCheers at gmail.com. Until next time, cheers from the girls of DBP.